What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome to the Autumn Wind Podcast, coming to you here with the first ever episode in 2021. You know, I really went back and forth about how to kick off the offseason, but this Deshaun Watson report from Vinny Bonsignor was enough to get me out of hibernation and back onto the podcast airwaves to talk about the Raiders and everything associated with the silver and black. There is a lot to discuss, and it will be centered around the quarterback position for the Las Vegas Raiders. Let's jump right into it here on the Autumn Wind Podcast. I'm back, folks. The first ever Autumn Wind Podcast in 2021 is here. It's funny because after the season, the first ever season for the Autumn Wind Podcast, I really went back and forth about how I wanted to kick off 2021. Quite honestly, I was so upset about how the 2020 season ended. I did not feel like reliving it right away. I didn't feel like giving grades out. I didn't feel like uh, handing out MVP awards, anything like that, because the reality is the Raiders finished 8-8 under year three of John Gruden. John Gruden who has a plethora of resources at his disposal. What do I mean by that? I'm talking about draft picks and free agency. Hasn't quite panned out for a 10-year, $100 million coach that clearly uh, is safe. He does not feel the pressure of fighting for his job. That's a conversation we will save for another day. What brought me out of hibernation and back into the podcast scene is a rumor surrounding the Raiders, Derek Carr, and Deshaun Watson. Now, Watson has made it clear he wants out of Houston. That is not a secret. Their, uh, I believe it was their GM when they introduced the new head coach, was adamant that they're not looking at trading him. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying that. Uh, I think he may force his way out of Houston. We'll see how it plays out. But I wasn't going to address it. I, I, I really didn't think there was much viability behind uh, the Raiders' interest until Vinny Bonsignor tweeted out that the Raiders are drawing interest for Derek Carr. And with that, that can lead to a domino effect of the Raiders pursuing Deshaun Watson. So when you see a legitimate reporter tweet out the possibility of this, that's enough to say, hey, you know what, maybe there's a, a possibility that this could actually happen. Ironically, this day one year ago, February 2nd of 2020 was when Adam Schefter tweeted out the rumors about Tom Brady drawing interest for the Raiders if he hit free agency. Obviously, we know that's not how it played out. Brady is about to play in his 10th Super Bowl this Sunday, and unfortunately, that Super Bowl is with the Buccaneers and not the Raiders. Not an indictment of Derek Carr. Just the reality is Tom is one of the goats, whether you love him or hate him. But anyways, let's get back to Deshaun Watson. So Vinny tweeted out, that there could be a domino effect uh, of Carr getting traded and then the Raiders trading some of those newly acquired assets to go after Deshaun Watson. And I'm here for it. I want to talk about it. I really want to break down uh, this hypothetical scenario. Now, a few things have happened since we last spoke, since I last jumped on the podcast, uh, in Raiders, uh, in the world of the Raiders, really. Uh, Number one, we have a new defensive coordinator in Gus Bradley. I have seen too many defensive coordinators come through this building, uh, really in Oakland, but now in Vegas, to get excited about anybody we hire. It is a wait-and-see mentality for me in regards to Gus Bradley. And we could talk about 
his resume, his scheme, uh, and his reputation a different day. But it is wait and see on the defense. Uh, we can't be as bad as we were in 2020, and we all uh, agree on that 100%. The other big report uh, coming out of Raiders Twitter is from Vic Tafer, who I admire. I've followed Vic since he first joined the Raiders, uh, I think back in like 2009 or 2010. Uh, and he is as credible as they come. And that was about Nelson Aguilar's outburst after the last second loss to the Dolphins. If you ever played football at a competitive level, I would say varsity, uh, high school, and college, and above, uh, that's really nothing out of the ordinary that happened with Nelson Aguilar. I mean, I mean, there, I've certainly been a part of some heated locker rooms during my time playing football, uh, and, and really, for me, that's more reason to want to bring Aguilar back. As they like to say, it's a give-a-crap factor. Talking about a guy in a one-year contract who far outplayed his contract, uh, was fired up and wants to hold people accountable uh, because we know he holds himself accountable. Uh, but that's not why I'm here. Again, that's not why I'm here. I, I think that one was a little bit overblown. Uh, it's really not that peculiar what happened uh, in the locker room that day. But I want to talk about Deshaun Watson. I want to talk about uh, the hypothetical surrounding it. Okay, so l- let's let's get into this here. Deshaun Watson, 25 years old, former Clemson Tiger. The guy's a stud, and he's an upgrade over Derek Carr. Uh, whether you're a Carr fan, Carr stan, Carr hater, or an objective observer, uh, there's no question about it that Deshaun Watson is an upgrade over Derek Carr. Matthew Stafford recently got traded to the Rams, and uh, Detroit received two first-round picks, a third-round pick, and Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford. Why do I bring that up? In my opinion, Matthew Stafford is very comparable to Derek Carr. I would not say Matthew Stafford is head and and shoulders above Derek Carr. I would say they're very, very comparable players. In fact, Derek Carr is younger than Matthew Stafford and has had uh, more durability than Matthew Stafford. So for me, if I'm the Raiders, if I'm John Gruden and Mike Mayock, if the conversation does not involve two first-round picks for Derek Carr, I'm hanging up the phone. Bottom line. I'm not trading Derek Carr for anything less than two first-round picks. I've been critical of Carr. I've praised Carr. If you don't believe me, go back to the very first episode of the Odd One podcast last March. I will call it how I see it with Carr. This is the reality of Derek Carr. He was a top 10 quarterback in 2020. Look at every, uh, almost every uh, statistical category. I'll give you top 12. All right, we had a top 10 offense, and he was certainly leading the charge of that. Derek Carr was good. He was very good in 2020. uh, But was that his ceiling? Can he become a top five quarterback? I don't know that. I truly don't. Can Deshaun Watson do that? Truthfully, I think Deshaun Watson already is in that discussion. But anyways, Derek Carr does have value. He's a very good quarterback, and the Raiders should not entertain anything less than two first-round picks. So let's go into that scenario. Let's say the Bears, just hypothetically. You pick whatever quarterback needy team you want. You can insert whatever example you want. Let's say it's Carr for two first-round picks straight up. So now the Raiders have two extra first-round picks. For me, I would package those two first-round picks, okay, and the Raiders' 2021 first-round pick, which is the 17th overall pick this year. So that's three first-round picks after the Carr trade for Watson. That's where I would start the conversation for Deshaun Watson. If you want to throw in, quote-unquote, a couple of defensive starters, I'm all for it. This defense was a dumpster fire. Uh, and that while there are a couple of good pieces uh, on the defense, it's not a completely empty cupboard. 
nobody is irreplaceable on this defense. So three first-round picks for Watson uh, and, and a defensive starter or two, I would absolutely do that. I would not include Darren Waller in the trade. Watson's going to need weapons, okay? And this defense needs to be completely rebuilt again, which is why I'm okay with sending them a starter or two. That's my opinion on it. And outside of that, I don't think I would go as far as uh, trading four first-round picks for Deshaun Watson. I, I, I think that at that point is a little bit too steep for me. Uh, and, and like I, I mentioned, I, I wouldn't include Darren Waller uh, in that trade. And quite honestly, I would not include Josh Jacobs in that trade as well. Uh, for me, those are the two untouchable pieces on offense as those guys are two pro bowlers. And I think their best years are still ahead of them. So that's the hypothetical in regards to the trade, at least my opinion of it. Why would I think that John Gruden uh, would be interested in Deshaun Watson? Well, there's a few reasons. Number one, uh, if you watch the game when the Raiders played the Texans in 2019, uh, I'm sure you heard the postgame quote from John Gruden after Deshaun Watson rallied the Texans late to beat the Raiders and Arden Key kicked him in the face. This was John Gruden's postgame quote. He said, he, referring to Watson, wills it out of his team. He makes something out of nothing. It's like going against Michael Jordan. Now, it's a disservice to Michael Jordan to compare anybody to Michael Jordan, but I do agree in the assessment of Watson from the standpoint that he is a special player. That's number one uh, reason why John Gruden would be interested. Number two is John Gruden and Mike Mayock clearly have an obsession with Clemson. In the last two seasons, they have drafted five players from Clemson. Now, in my opinion, only two of those players have really been productive at all for the Raiders, and that's Trayvon Mullen and Hunter Renfro. Uh, Furl, John Simpson, and Tanner Muse have either not played or have been lackluster. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Deshaun Watson's an absolute stud, and he came from Clemson, and for whatever reason, Gruden and Mayock are infatuated with everything as it pertains to Clemson. And then point number three, why I think John Gruden is strongly interested in Deshaun Watson is because John Gruden loves star power. He traded a third and a fifth round pick for Antonio Brown in March of 2019 after Antonio Brown lit the Pittsburgh locker room on fire and Gruden still wanted to roll the dice and take a chance on Brown. Obviously, we know it blew up in his face, but John Gruden loves star power. And I think a Deshaun Watson trade obviously is as splashy as it gets. I think when you look around pro sports, if you look in the NBA, you even look in the NFL, the modern player is different today than it was 5, 10, 15 years ago. Stars want to join up. It's no longer uh, my way or the highway. Uh, I'm going to draw the, the line in the sand and, and I'm going to win it on my own. I mean, just look at LeBron in L.A., right? Anthony Davis forced his way out of New Orleans uh, to, get, to become a Laker. Look at Kevin Durant. James Harden forced his way out of Brooklyn to become a Brooklyn net uh, Tom Brady. I, I mean, look at all, all the free agents uh, that wanted to go to Tampa after Tom Brady uh, signed in Tampa Bay. So what I'm saying is uh, Vegas, you got the new stadium, no state income tax, and you get potentially a top five quarterback. I mean, Derek Carr is top 10, 15 range. Deshaun Watson legitimately is like a top five quarterback, especially with a good supporting cast. That is appealing to John Gruden. And honestly, I've been Gruden's big, biggest critic, but that's appealing to me too. That's appealing to me too. So let's compare Derek Carr 
and Deshaun Watson a little bit. So I'm just going to look at 2020. Look at last season, right? The Raiders finished 8-8. Eight eight. Uh, the Texans finished 4-12. Uh, and 12. Now the supporting cast on offense for Derek Carr was much, much, much better than it was for Deshaun Watson. Quite honestly, Bill O'Brien uh, self-exploded prior to getting fired uh, in Houston. And the Texans defense was also very bad, as was the Raiders. So I'm just going to compare Deshaun Watson individually to Derek Carr. Wins are not necessarily a quarterback stat. They're important, and you look at it, but it's not the end-all, be-all when you evaluate the quarterback. So that's just my take on that. But let's start with Derek Carr, the incumbent starter for the Raiders. Okay, So in 2020, he had arguably his best season in the league. 27 touchdown passes, that's 11th in the league. Nine interceptions, that's 16th in the league. I thought Derek Carr's deep ball got better. In fact, he had 1,100 yards on passes that traveled over 20 yards, 10 touchdowns and two interceptions, which was best for third in the league. So Derek Carr answered the criticism of not taking shots. He did that in 2020. Uh, He also had three rushing touchdowns, which was a career high for Derek Carr in 2020. Uh, He was 11th in the league in passing yards, 11th in the league in QBR, and top 10 in completion percentage. By all accounts, Derek Carr had a very good year. Uh, He was certainly above average, uh, and I would say he's flirting in the 10 to 12 range uh, if I had to rank quarterbacks in the league. And anytime you have a quarterback uh, who ranks in that range, I would say you uh, have a good quarterback. Okay, now let's compare that to Deshaun Watson. In 2020, Deshaun Watson, 33 passing touchdowns. That's 7th in the league. Derek had 27, so he beats him there. Watson, only 7 interceptions. That's 7th in the league. Derek Carr had the 9. All right. 4,800 passing yards, which was number one in the league for Deshaun Watson. Derek Carr had 4,100 passing yards. It's 11th in the league. What I will say, though, is Deshaun probably uh, more than likely played from behind a lot, which is why his passing yards may be a little bit inflated. Completion percentage. Deshaun Watson had a 70% completion percentage to Derek Carr's 67%. So Watson, with a worst supporting cast, cast, excuse me, is edging out Carr in essentially every major passing category. But here is the big one in regards to Derek Carr that whether we trade for Watson or not is a concern of mine, and it's the fumbles. Okay. So since Derek Carr has entered the league in 2014, he has 31 fumbles lost, which leads the entire league. 31 fumbles lost. In 2020 alone, Derek Carr lost eight fumbles. Eight. Deshaun Watson. Fumbles lost. He had three fumbles lost in 2020. So... I'm going to add Deshaun Watson's rushing touchdowns to his total touchdown uh, uh, marker, as well as fumbles adding on to his interceptions, uh, fumbles lost. Same for Derek Carr. So when you take all that into account, in 2020, Derek Carr, with a better supporting cast than Watson, better O-line, better running back, better tight end, and probably better receivers too. Derek Carr, 30 touchdowns. 17 turnovers in 2020. That's including interceptions and fumble loss. I'll repeat it again. Derek Carr, 30 touchdowns, 17 turnovers in 2020. Deshaun Watson, 36 touchdowns, 10 turnovers. Watson's the better player. There's no doubt about that. I, I think 
uh, I've complimented Carr on this very episode. But with that said, Watson is the upgrade. And in a division where you have to compete with Patrick Mahomes twice a year, Justin Herbert certainly looks like he's the real deal as well. So you got to have elite quarterback play. I don't think Carr's elite. I think he's good. I don't think he's elite. So Deshaun Watson is certainly an upgrade uh, uh, over Derek Carr. And I think going back to the point about the fumbles, there's no combine this year, not the traditional combine that, that we're used to in February. I always enjoyed watching the combine. I, I really did. I like watching the measurables uh, and everything associated with it. But going back to the fumbles for a second, Derek Carr's hand size is 9 and 1 eighth. And he leads the, league, leads the league with fumbles lost since he's entered the league. Deshaun Watson, his hand size is 9 and 3 quarters. So much bigger hands. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Sorry if I hurt anybody's feelings out there uh, if they have small hands. Win-loss record. Deshaun Watson has a better win-loss record. He has multiple playoff appearances. I believe he has a playoff win as well. Uh, Deshaun Watson's win-loss record is 28 wins and 25 losses. He's a three-time Pro Bowl. He got drafted in 2017. Uh, Derek Carr has 47 wins, 63 losses, also three Pro Bowl uh, votes, uh, or Pro Bowl appearances, rather. Uh, so the win-loss record, Deshaun Watson gets the edge as well, although, uh, like I prefaced earlier, win-loss is not necessarily uh, just a quarterback stat. You trade for Watson, you are committing to him long-term. Obviously, you are sending multiple first-round picks. Deshaun also signed a four-year extension last offseason with the Texans, which means if the Raiders trade for Deshaun, he will be under contract all the way through 2025. Derek Carr, on the flip side, only has two years left on his deal, and the Raiders could move on from him with minimal dead cap. But I think Derek Carr's value is at its highest right now. He's 29 years old. And he's had career stats essentially across the board in 2020. I think if there ever was a time to flip Carr, it's now. Because I, I think his trade value is at its highest, whereas I don't know how much higher Carr's ceiling goes. I think that's kind of where he tops out at is around the 10 range, maybe the 9 range. But I could be wrong. That's why you play the games. If you ask me, Mike, what's my gut feeling? Uh, do I pull out my crystal ball and predict that Deshaun Watson will be wearing the silver black, silver and black. My gut feeling is that Derek Carr will probably be the starter week one in 2021 for the Raiders. Just a gut feeling. Again, I think the fact that uh, Vinny tweeted it, uh, that means there is some viability to the idea. Uh, although I think you can definitely break that eight and eight threshold and get into the playoffs with Derek Carr in year four in Gruden's system by fixing the defense. I, I think you can absolutely uh, get over that hump. Uh, I, I think 10, 11 uh, wins is the sweet spot in the AFC to get in. I think with a top 20 defense, uh, the Raiders can do that. I think if you go from 30th overall to 20th overall or somewhere in that range and still be in the top 10 scoring wise on offense, the Raiders should absolutely win 10 to 11 games in 2021. So gut feeling is I, I don't think it happens, but it was interesting enough of an idea to get me out of my chair uh, and, and firing up the podcast for 2021 to talk about this uh, hypothetical. But this is what I will say, and I will close on this note. I have been extremely critical of John Gruden. That's not a secret. If you if you follow me on Twitter, at Autumn Wind Pod, 
If you've listened to this podcast, you know I've been critical of him, and it's been warranted. Now, there are some good things. The offense has gotten much better in each of Gruden's three seasons back with the Raiders. Uh, Josh Jacobs has become a pro bowler. Darren Waller has become a pro bowler. The O-line has generally been pretty good. I think Colton Miller has developed nicely. But this is what I'll say about John Gruden. And I'll leave you guys with this thought. Since John Gruden returned in 2018, the Raiders have had five first-round picks. Five. One in 2018, three in 2019, and two in 2020. They traded proven commodities, Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper, for unknowns. First-round picks. It's an asset, but eventually you have to turn that asset into a player. In my opinion, and we can argue about this until the cows come home, but in my opinion, the Raiders have only succeeded on two out of those five first-round picks so far. I think Colton Miller and Josh Jacobs ended up being good picks so far. Clee Furl, John Abram, Henry Ruggs, and Damon Arnett, the jury is still out on all of those guys. They'll all be back next year. So I hope they shut me up. I hope they're listening right now. I hope they're pissed off at me and then ball out in 2021, and you'll never hear me say a word about them again. I'm talking about Clee Furl, Abram, Ruggs, and Arnett right now. But so far, I have been underwhelmed with those four guys I just mentioned. So as it currently stands, the Raiders succeeded on two out of five first-round picks with Gruden. That's 20%. If you put a 20% on anything, that's a failure. It's a pass or fail. That's a fail. That's an F. Yeah, that's an F. So why am I bringing this up now? Let's say the Raiders don't trade for Deshaun Watson. Let's say they roll with Derek Carr in 2021. That's all great. But this year, with a shortened college football season, multiple, multiple big names in college football opting out of the 2020 season, no combine, limited information, and a virtual offseason, all of those reasons are reasons enough for me, if I'm the Raiders, to trade the number 17 overall pick this year for a proven player, whether it's a proven edge rusher or free safety or anyone on defense for that matter. I am in sell mode. I am sell, sell, sell on the 2021 first round pick for the Raiders because A, based on the recent history of how the first round picks have struggled for John Gruden and B, all of those reasons I just alluded to about COVID and the wacky college football season, I would absolutely sell that number 17 overall pick for a proven defender in his prime. But ultimately, we will have to wait and see what happens with Deshaun Watson, what, hop, what happens with the draft, and everything else associated with the silver and black. That's a wrap for this week's edition of the Autumn Wind Podcast. If today's your first time tuning into the Autumn Wind Podcast, I want to thank you for checking out the show and welcome you to follow me on social media at Autumn Wind Pod on Twitter and Instagram, uh, particularly Twitter where I like to engage in all of the, the fun associated with Raiders Twitter. And for everybody tuning into the show from day one, we are coming up on the one year anniversary of the Autumn Wind Podcast. It has been fun and there are a lot of guests lined up for the off season coming up in the next several months. I hope everybody's safe. I hope everybody's doing well. And as always, 
Just win, baby.